you're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with some of the most passionate, hardworking, and limitless thinkers on this earth who have a story to share, a brand that inspires, or a fire inside of them to live life on their own terms. The intention behind each episode is simple, and that's to include you in these conversations so that you can learn, apply, and grow in your own life and in your business. If I can share one quick secret with you before we begin, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us, but perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. Tuning into Visionary Life will help you dust off the limiting beliefs you carry around so that you can begin to create your own most visionary life. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. As I write you this intro, I am listening to the most beautiful song called Little Things by today's visionary guest, Allie Walker. I'm in a complete love fest with her music right now. Allie is quickly garnering the attention of the country music industry with her unique style of music that she coins mindful music and conscious country, which is authentic and vulnerable storytelling based on mental health subjects, empowering messages, life's hard lessons, and the tough questions we ask ourselves. Her songs are literally vibrating my soul during this unsettling, challenging, and eerie time of COVID-19. I've had my positive days, I've had my worried days, but each day you can bet that music is playing a massive role in managing my mood and surely in your mood as well. That's why I'm so thrilled to share this episode that I recorded with Allie Walker. It should be noted that this was recorded pre-COVID. Allie came to my office in Toronto and we recorded side by side before the social distancing restrictions. Allie may be a musical artist, but more than that, she's an entrepreneur. She's a beacon of light. She's a hard worker with a vision that will inspire you through your headphones or wherever you're listening to this. Allie Walker is a Prince Edward Island-raised singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist who moved to Toronto when she was 19 to chase the dream. Now, with hundreds of shows played and songs written, she is proud to have released her top 10 iTunes charting debut album called The Basement Sessions, What I've Learned So Far. And she has been named Top Country's Top Female Artist of 2019. Before we dive in, I just have a few quick announcements and then we'll get back to Allie. So the newest cohort of The Visionary Method starts this month, April 27th, 2020, and we're actually giving you two free months of coaching so that you can get started right away without spending a single penny. And that is in light of current events and knowing that so many of you really aspire to launch your online business, but just don't know where to begin. We've also decided to make joining the Visionary Method totally risk-free by offering you the opportunity to cancel at any time throughout the first 60 days. No questions asked. If you're new to the Visionary Method, it's a 120-day modern online business coaching program that helps visionaries to create, launch, and scale up their online business. If you want to learn more, just head to my website, kelseyridle.com or you can find me on Instagram. Just send me a quick DM and I'll get you set up. Thank you to Healthy Planet for sponsoring today's episode of the Visionary Life Podcast. What a crazy couple of weeks it's been. I hope you and your family are staying well. One of my top priorities during this crisis is keeping our bodies healthy and nourished with high quality foods and supplements. And my number one choice is Healthy Planets. So if you want to stock up on your favorite natural health goodies, just head to healthyplanetcanada.com. You can do a quick online order and use code VISIONARY10 at checkout to save 10% on your online purchase. That's VISIONARY10 at checkout and you'll save on your Healthy Planet Canada order. Thank you also to No Issue for sponsoring today's episode. I never thought I'd be this excited about tissue paper. Yeah, 
You heard me right. I got this package in the mail the other day filled with customized tissue paper, customized stickers, customized tape, and these really amazing 100% compostable mailing envelopes. And it totally blew me away. Hear me out because there's a reason why small businesses everywhere are loving no issue, me being one of them. So your brand has a logo and a brand aesthetic, right? Well, imagine being able to share that aesthetic through gift wrapping and stickers and packaging. In these types of touches that will set your brand apart from the rest, it is absolutely amazing how talkable and shareable your brand becomes when you pay attention to the little things. And customizing a product with no issue is super easy. They have an online platform that makes it really simple for you to upload your logo and choose a design from their range of templates and colors, or you can upload a finished design. They also have a design team who are happy to help you through the process if you get stuck. But before you go customize your tissue paper and stickers, listen up. You can use code VISIONARY at checkout to receive a discount on your first purchase. So just use the word VISIONARY at checkout and you'll find them at noissue.ca. Okay, back to the episode. So does it really take 10,000 hours to master a skill? Will you ever have a moment in life where you feel like you've found your true calling? Is it possible to create a new genre within your industry? These are the questions that Allie Walker has pondered over the past decade while she's built her brand and business. In this unbelievable, real, inspiring, and moving episode, Allie and I chat all about it. Be sure to grab your phone and screenshot this episode if you enjoy it and share it on Instagram, tagging myself and Allie Walker Music, and maybe you'll even get some visionary swag. So we love when you share your listening online. If you want to connect with Allie, she's at AllieWalker.ca or on Instagram, AllieWalkerMusic. And for the full show notes and prep notes, you can go to KelseyRiddle.com slash podcast slash AllieWalker. Let's get into the episode. Allie, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. We were just sitting down and chatting about all things social media and what to do to keep up in this industry. And I just feel like already you're going to have so much insight to offer our listeners. So thank you for being here. Thank you. That's like a a big talk up. I guess I better deliver. (laughs) You will. I promise. Okay, so let's get started with some rapid fire questions so that the audience can just get to know a little bit more about you. So first question, do you have a philosophy or a life motto that you live by one of the first songs that I put out is called live it and that is I know it's simple but it's like the lyric goes you've got the life that you're given so why don't you live it and I think that we can get wrapped up in wanting somebody else's life or changing what we have and you know sometimes our circumstances aren't great but just trying to like find the good and everything and finding joy in the little things um and just live it like this is your life that's it you got one life mm-hmm. that's really uh one of the underlying principles behind my brand visionary life too nice. is that we all have our own version of our most visionary life but we can get so caught up in the noise of the world and what everybody else is doing that we forget to tune into that inner voice mm-hmm. and just taking a time to reflect and say what do i want out of this life so i love that you said that i think that's really cool mm-hmm. what's one job we'd be surprised to learn that you had back in the day well i was a bagpiper um, and i did <laughs> i did it for fun but i actually did it for money too uh, my mom worked at the college it was called college of piping in pei and she was the accountant there but i went and i saw that you know, people were playing bagpipes. So then I started taking lessons and I realized it's actually quite lucrative. Um, so I would do lots of funerals, lots of weddings, um, just like events where people of high regard get like bagpiped into their ceremonies and it's actually very 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 lucrative. I wish I stuck with it for now. Is it really challenging to pick up the bagpipes? It is for most people but it was the weirdest thing that it was like the one thing in my life that came extremely natural which is so odd that's so fun do you still play today I have a set it would I would be out of breath like it takes a while to build up your lungs it's just like a different area of your lungs that you're using yeah 
but oh god I, I need to get back into it it's like a part of my heart that's missing mm-hmm. i imagine it's hard to find a spot to practice too <laughs> it is and i used to rent my house out on airbnb for like five years so i could never do it because i always had guests that were paying to yeah, be there but now out. i live on a farm in the middle of nowhere so i have no excuse that's so cool uh what do you eat for breakfast most days sourdough bread with um almond butter and honey Ooh, that sounds amazing. And it's all like local and organic. Mm. Yeah, I, I kind of saw through your, your website that you are a bit of a health and wellness enthusiast. I am, but I also have no problem eating Pop-Tarts every week, yeah. every day for a week. That's the balance. <laughs> it's that 80-20 rule, right? <laughs> um, is there a book or a podcast that you're loving right now or that you read in the past year that really impacted you? Podcasts have actually like changed my life um, and books. And I I have been listening to personal development podcast for like years and years and years mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a little overdosed on it um so I listen to the Bobby Bones podcast and it's based around like the music industry so he's in Nashville and he I just love stories and I love hearing like how people you know what their first job was when and now they're so successful mm-hmm. I'm just kind of hearing the story of where they came from and it's about like country artists hmm. very cool yeah love it All right, Allie, let's go back to the early days. So you grew up in Prince Edward Island. Mm -hmm. Why don't you just talk to us about what that's like? I've actually (laughs) never been to the East Coast, but I've always been fascinated with what it's like out there. And I know it's so beautiful. Um, So just take us back to that time in your life. What were you up to? And then what ultimately led you to Toronto? Growing up in PE, I was amazing and not amazing at the same time going back now I'm like how did I ever leave this place because it's so beautiful but also it's not great if you know you're getting bullied I had a really hard time with friends so because it's so small once you're on the outs with your friends group there's there's nobody else to turn to so I did move to Toronto for music but a big part of it was to kind of just get away from Mm -hmm. from those people but I get the most support from PEI. Like I can see all the analytics on my Facebook or my Spotify and I have a huge audience in PEI. It's just, they're so supportive and I have so much like love and I just, I'm still so there, even though I've been in Ontario for 10 years, like PEI Mm -hmm. is my heart. Mm-hmm. I always say to all my clients and students, like, never forget your roots, like those original people in your life, mm-hmm. your friends, your family, your hometown, if you had one and you're living somewhere different, because oftentimes those are the biggest and earliest supporters of your business. 100%. And it's so great to be able to rely on those people to really carry you through until you have a greater exposure. So I think that's really neat to hear you say that. So have you always been a singer songwriter for as long as you can remember? No, I was a late bloomer I didn't sing a note in public until uh, grade 12 wow yeah I just auditioned for my high school musical and I ended up getting the lead female role I came home it was Ariel in uh, Footloose I came home to my parents I'm like I got the lead female role and they're like uh you don't sing and I'm like barely I do (laughs) (laughs) watch me and I mean I'm sure it did not sound great but that changed my life like uh the director giving me that opportunity changed my whole life um so that summer I took lessons from uh the vocal professor at the University of Prince Edward Island uh to get into the music program at university so I took lessons all summer auditioned got in spent a year at university didn't love it and then that summer I was in another like production like a play and then I was like I am wanting more opportunities just at a different level and then I moved to Toronto and then I met my husband within a year and he was like you have potential but you have a lot of work to do and he has been in the music industry Mm -hmm. since he was like 12 Um, and so he put me through the ringer for the last 10 years that's playing every bar every wedding every mm-hmm. venue like two other thousands of people or one person mm. no matter what he instilled in me that you can learn something new from every gig even if there's nobody listening it's a paid rehearsal mm-hmm. or not paid mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just an opportunity to get better and I went to you know Nashville LA just collaborating people that could kind of bring me to the next level and learn things from people mm-hmm. so I was a late bloomer and I've had to remind myself of how and why I see people passing me or getting success at an earlier age. It's just, I'm, I'm a late bloomer. I'm later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've simply had less time in the industry yeah. and less practice. Yeah. So it sounds like in grade 12, you had a pivotal 
pivotal, can't say that word, <laughs> moment of really knowing you had found your passion or mm-hmm. your purpose. Is that how you would describe it? Did you feel like I finally know what I'm meant to do in this lifetime? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I always knew like I wanted to do something where I had like a stage or a platform. I've always been like confident and somewhat outgoing. Um, and I'm actually getting more into speaking too. And I feel like that's also a part of my path. And, but when I was trying to find who I was as an artist, I was like, yeah, I want to be a singer, but why do I want to be a singer? Like I have, I had to really dig deep. I'm like, mm-hmm. do I just want to be famous? Do I, do I just want the glory? And maybe that what was what it was when I started, but my husband took the word famous out of my vocab vocabulary. He said, you need to want to be successful, not famous. And so then I really dug deep of like, what do I want to bring to the table? What do I want to impact people with what message do I want to give people um and how do I kind of build more of a, like a legacy instead of just mm-hmm. you know a, a facade or a show you know so then like that took 10 years too of trying to find who am I what do I want to say and mm-hmm. that was kind of what led into like my whole brand of mindful music mm-hmm. yeah which we'll totally get into but I love that you brought that up that you had to really understand what your why was mm-hmm. and you mentioned you're into personal development so I'm sure you've heard <laughs> a lot about finding your why yeah. and writing it down and yeah. having a why that's greater than just financial or greater yeah. than just fame yeah and so I think for anyone listening who is pursuing a new venture or is aspiring to start something up, make sure you know what it is that's driving you because there's hard days, there's days when you get beat down. And if you don't know why you're doing it, then it's easy to quit and give up. And it's hard to find that why too though, because I spent a lot of years of my husband being like, you know, why aren't you writing songs all the time? Or like, why aren't you passionate about this? You moved here for this, you've given up everything for this. And I'm like, I know I want it. I just don't know why yet. And it, it took years to find out why I want, I knew in my heart I wanted it. I just didn't know why. Mm. And to find the why is also a journey. Yeah. And I, I'm so glad you brought that up too, because I feel like I'm five years into my business and I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like, yes, it's, I've had it from day one, but it's evolved a lot. And I'm mm-hmm. still trying to like dig deep to the depths of my core and be like, what is driving me? Because yeah, yeah it's great to get clients, but like the deeper why needs to be there. So yeah. Anyways, that could be a whole podcast on its own. <laughs> Why did you ultimately move to Toronto? Did you know there was greater opportunity yeah. here in the industry? And was that change scary for you? Oh my gosh, I wish I, I wish I was as fearless as I was back then because it apparently was not scary at all. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, when I, growing up, I told my parents I'm going to move to New York, New York City when I was 19. I didn't realize the whole visa thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that you can't just live there. Uh, so Toronto was actually just the closest, biggest yeah. thing in Canada. And I knew it wasn't really like the hub for country music, but it's the hub for media and opportunity in Canada. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as much opportunity is, as there is here, there's just as much distraction. And I got distracted with so many things like being in the service industry trying to pay your bills and then you make great money with tips so then there goes five years Mm -hmm. or drinking and and having new friends that you're going out like Toronto can be the biggest distraction too Mm -hmm. so it's kind of been like a slow build obviously and I think also that's very important to recognize and be honest about because we may see where you're at today and we're like, mm. wow, she's full-time on her music and good for her with this you know, large audience ready for whatever she, she puts out. But you've put in a lot of time to get to a place where this can be a lot of what you do and fill your time with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an overnight success thing and it is for nobody. And so to just kind of give credit to your roots of when you were hustling and doing all the things to make it yeah. work, I think that's the reality of following your dreams and pursuing your passion. So, yeah, and it's not always just hustle, hustle, hustle. Like, here I am, here I am putting songs out for the last 10 years. A lot of it was like getting over drinking too much, getting over partying too much, or, you know, those distractions. That's a part of the journey because mm-hmm. you also want to live life. Too. Absolutely. And me enjoying getting married or, you know, building a house or whatever, that's a part of it too. Like, I still want a life. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people can just be hustle, hustle, hustle and grind, you know, the whole Gary V like mantras. But mm-hmm. for me, like, I still want to live life. Mm-hmm. So, 
When somebody asks you today, Ali, what do you do? Tell me about your business, your brand. What do you say? I'm a country singer and I sing mindful music in conscious country. And I spend a lot of time talking and singing about boys, booze, and breakups. Oh my gosh, I love that. Boys, <laughs> booze, and breakups. Okay, let's break each of those down. So mm-hmm. number one, what the heck is mindful music? Mindful music is just songs about life. Like I was trying to write songs that were hits on radio or we're talking about, you know, Daisy Dukes and trucks. And yeah. that's not me at all. I'm I'm married and I don't drink anymore. And so I want to talk about those things. I wanted to talk about being in my 20s and dealing with social media comparison, dealing with acne and not loving who I see in the mirror or like body image issues, just the things that are coming out so much more now in social media, Mm -hmm. but that, you know, being in your 20s with social media and also pursuing something that you're not sure is going to work or, you know, my mental health was just basically up and down all the Mm -hmm. time so I just started writing and singing and talking about those things and it came naturally I spent all these years trying to find my brand trying to be somebody I'm not trying to be like everybody else when really I just had to be myself and talk about the vulnerable things Mm -hmm. you know great reminder for anyone listening who's caught in that kind of comparison or just thinking you need to be something other than yourself, which I think we all go through when Mm. you put yourself out there as a personal brand. Um, It's tricky, right? To really ask yourself, who am I and what do I bring to the table that's unique rather than watching what everybody else is doing and kind of copying them. So, um, and at the end of the day, there's no roadmap for this career path Mm -mm. of building a personal brand and of building um, something like you are as a musician and country artist. And we have to figure it out on our own time, uh, which proves to be anything but a linear journey. So Uh, yeah. And even things like I'm starting to get little opportunities from Instagram, Mm -hmm. but for the last five years of me posting and being on there all the time and liking and commenting and really, you know, being there and talking with my community, mm-hmm. it felt like I was getting nowhere. And like, yeah. what's the point of this? And every, you know, my husband's like, you're on your phone too much. I'm like, yeah, but I'm actually just writing people. I'm not yeah. just scrolling. And although I scroll as well. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> and seeing kind of like the fruits of the labor starting to pop up, to me, it's like, oh, that's finally worth it, mm-hmm. you know? And kind of going back to when you describe what you do, you mentioned the phrase conscious country. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of explain to the listener what that is? Is that something that you've coined or is that a whole genre within country that is picking up steam? I just want to know a little yeah, bit no, more about it. I came up with mindful music and conscious country. I cool. was in a float meditation spa Oh, my first it. time. And it's like 60 minutes of it takes away like all your senses or something. Yeah. And I just I was like. I've, I know I, you know, I, it's on the tip of my tongue what I want to start doing and what I want to put out. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put out vulnerable music, call it mindful music, call it conscious country. So instead of just saying I sing country music, I just added con- conscious at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's like, you know, bro country, there's traditional country. So I'm like, ah, I'll just make up my own. Mm-hmm. And has that become a more recognized term in the industry? Or do you think that you're still the only starting. one? It's starting. starting. Yeah. Like no one else is doing it. But there's also like on an album, there's always um, a conscious country or mindful music song. Like it's not just my music is that way. It's like a yeah. song that's about life or about, uh, you know, empowerment or something. I would consider those mindful music, conscious country. But for me, I'm going to only stick with those songs. Mm. Yeah, I really like that. And I think that that will become something that you are known for. Like I imagine five, 10 years down the line, um, a lot of artists and celebrities saying, oh yeah, I write conscious country. Yeah. And kind of attributing it back to you. That's the goal. I'm and having it, a prediction here. <laughs> and it's hard to be like, oh, I made up my own genre or like, this is what I really want to, you know, there's women like Shania Twain that changed. She brought pop into country. Like I want to bring mindfulness and just being aware and talking about life and talking about the hard things into a genre that's just, you know, maybe not there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, well, first of all, this is why I wanted to have you as a guest on the Visionary Life podcast, because what you're doing is visionary, right? You're, you're seeing uh, a gap that exists, and you're fulfilling it with mm-hmm. your creativity and your work. Um, I'm wondering, 
what do you see as the five or the 10 year vision for the brand that you are creating? Do you ever think about that kind of thing? Oh my gosh, all the time. I see like, I see it as an event. So, you know, there's so many events out there that are like personal development events that you go, you get hyped up like Tony Robbins or um, those type of events. I want that, but music filled. Mm. So people heal or learn in so many different ways. And and maybe it's a book, maybe it's a podcast, but for me it's music. And that sets the tone of, you know, my anxiety Mm -hmm. that sets, you know, my heart rate down. And I know a lot of people do like, use music as healing so I want them to come to that event and feel that so I'm not just singing I'm speaking I'm motivating during songs like they're gonna come and leave hopefully a better person like you do those personal development Mm -hmm. but there's music involved Mm, that's super cool and I do think that the event the in-person event is making a comeback not that it ever really died but i think the last five years really glamorized oh we have all our community online Mm -hmm. which we do now with instagram dms and with facebook groups and with slack communities and you know i could go on forever but these do provide us a sort of community but i think there is magic that comes with an in-person event Mm -hmm. that it's it's kind of crucial for every person who has a business or a brand to think about how how you can add that experiential element in. Yeah. Um, so I love that you said you want to create something like that, and I imagine it would be so unique based on your skills, your yeah. strengths, your love of music, and what you could create in that room. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I want there to be you know like little stations where if you need help with this or you need help with that, like you can find it in your area where there's maybe free counseling or you know free yoga or, or you get a coupon for like a month of yoga to see if you if that's what kind of helps with your yeah anxiety or something like I just want it to be you get everything in mm-hmm. one but you're there for music I love that speaking of events I was actually just listening to a podcast this morning um the goop one with Gwyneth yes, Paltrow yeah. and she announced a partnership with celebrity cruises oh. and so goop is now oh. creating cruises that people can come on and it'll be completely yeah. wellness focused and a lot of personal development speakers. And I just thought, oh my gosh, the possibilities these days are truly endless. That's unreal. To, you know, take something you want to do, partner with someone else and make something that's never been done before. Gwyneth, if you're listening, yeah, call me up. She's on it. <laughs> now, speaking of events, I saw that you were a performer at motivational speaker Lori Harder's The Bliss yeah. Project in California. So I know that's a pretty well-recognized event mm-hmm. in the personal development industry industry especially with women Mm -hmm. so maybe walk us through like how do you even get affiliated with an event like that because so many of our listeners would love the opportunity to participate or speak or perform at events that already exist so maybe walk us through that journey well I manifested the crap out of that oh tell us yeah (laughs) I actually had never listened to a podcast before this was several years ago and I just typed in I was obviously in a low place I just typed in how to be happy and her Lori Harder's podcast came up called the Earn Your Happy Podcast. So I just started at her very first podcast and listened to every single one of them. And I fell in love with her as a person, but she was delivering personal development information to me in a way that I just really soaked it in because you can hear the same message like a thousand times, but if it's delivered by the right person mm-hmm. at the right time, like you can really soak it in. So what she was saying really resonated with me and I, you know, started following her and liking her stuff, commenting on her stuff, really giving her like my support because I really did support her. And then my first song, Live It, came out and I just sent it to her and I said, hey, you've like really inspired my music. And she's the one who kind of kicked off my personal development. So I just told her that. And I I said, this is my first song to my first project and it's called Mindful Music. And she ended up loving it. And she posted a picture of herself singing it, (laughs) like I posted a video of herself singing it. And that to me was like my Oprah. Like I I just loved her. And then she was like, are you going to potentially come to my conference? And I was like, sure. And she was like, I want you to sing at it. So I did. And going there and like, it was my first, I think, kind of personal development 
event and Mm -hmm. it's pretty nerve-wracking especially if you're a performer and that was one of the first things that I've done I was like am I worthy to be here does any Mm -hmm. no one knows who I am but it was the complete opposite like the amount of people I've met from there that are like soul sisters now and that I can connect with on a completely different level than I do some of the you know friend groups that I have here is just crazy and I'm so so oh my god it was amazing and even like I was like, I know I'm going to be friends with Lori Harder. She doesn't know who I am, but I'm going to play at her event. I'm going to be friends with her. And my husband's going to be friends with her husband. <laughs> and did that end up happening? I mean, we're not like best friends, oh, yeah. but, <laughs> but but like, yeah, we talked back and forth and stuff. And, yeah. and we were at a dinner with them. And like, I was standing there having a conversation with her husband and my husband was there. And I'm like, this is creepy. Yeah. This is exactly what I envisioned. That is so cool. And But I think the important part to really reflect on is the fact that you didn't just sit and wait for her to ask you. Yeah. You took it upon yourself to get your song into her her vicinity, into her DMs. (laughs) And that's all it takes. Um, I think a lot of people, they, they kind of sit around and they're like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool Mm. if, but they're not taking any action steps. And it's so simple these days to connect with the conferences or the people or the brands that you want to be affiliated with. And And it's as simple as you mentioned. Her husband actually kind of talks on this and I didn't realize I was doing this, but I, he was like, if you want not something from someone, but like if you want to collaborate with someone, you can't just say, hey, you know, listen to my song. If you've never commented on something, if you've never liked something and you're following them for the first time, Mm -hmm. you can't just ask something from somebody. To me, it was like a legit story of you've impacted me in this way. Mm -hmm. Here's what you've done for me. Yeah, and I think anytime you're gonna pitch someone or reach out to someone who has a lot more credibility per se than you, always kind of make it about them and, and, compliment them and mm-hmm. beef them up before you just yeah. plug yourself or try to sell yourself yeah. right expand on the conversation and give them some value like you did with Lori and then offer them whatever you want to offer mm-hmm. them so really good tips I know you've also appeared on CTV eTalk Global's the morning show in a live magazine mm-hmm. so these are really great media outlets so how did you get into getting some of these media gigs uh, because again it's great exposure and a lot of the listeners are small to medium-sized businesses only aspiring to get mm-hmm. featured in these publications. Yeah. A live magazine, that was crazy. That's like a, that was a full spread and talking about mindful music and mental health and kind of the things that I do to cope with or, you know, my tool belt, like building up my tool yeah. belt for those things. And that was Instagram. She wrote me, it was a freelance writer. She wrote me on Instagram and she was like, I want to kind of write about you in a certain mm-hmm. way. And she found me through hashtags of uh, mindfulness, mental health, mindful music. Yep. And then she pitched it to a live magazine and then it, it went out. But there are things, like you said, taking initiative. I have been paying for a publicist to kind of help me get to that next level of yeah. media. And I think that paying for a publicist at the wrong time is the wrong idea. But I was at a point where I'm like, this is go time. I have Mm -hmm. a product. I have a story. I have a brand. I'm ready. And I need to invest in this. And I think that investing in a publicist over maybe getting a manager right now is was the complete right thing to do and also the right publicist like I have a group of women at Penelope PR shout out and you know, they really believed in my message. It, they didn't just want me, you know, for a cash. They wanted, they believed in my story and pitching me from the ground up. Like they mm-hmm. did not even have to have me a part of their company because they work with the biggest of the big mm-hmm. in the country music industry. And the fact that they, you know, are working with a tiny little independent artist and they've really like transformed my career this last year. Because mm. it was all about getting a ton of media. And all they can do is reach out and say, this is her story. Do you want to work with her? But the fact that people said yes, too, was also like another step of mind blowing. Yeah. You know? And I know from experience, it can be really scary to invest in yourself, whether it's $5 mm-hmm. a month for a subscription or thousands of dollars yeah. a month for whatever service you're you're diving into investing in. Um, did you ever have those kind of scaries of putting money on the line in order to build belief in yourself and know that this would help, but not knowing what the exact outcome would be? Well... I have been investing in myself for the last 10 years and just doing our taxes every year is scary. 
because yep. at a business, most businesses don't make money for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's true for music. I've had to completely invest like hundreds of thousands of dollars into this mm-hmm. just in this last year. The fact that it was like go time, did the album, spent a ton of money. Yeah, It's scary, but it's not really at the same time because the fact that I'm investing in like me, yeah, I'm not going to let myself down. <laughs> There's no way. And I think a lot of people, they're they're really quick to be able to invest in material goods, like mm-hmm. a new car yep. or buy a $500,000 home. But when it comes to spending any amount of money on themselves, they kind of build a wall and they're like, nope, can't do it. Yep. And it is a lack of belief, right, yep. in our potential. So I think it's uh, really vital to make sure you're working through those limiting beliefs to know that you are worth it. And mm-hmm. what greater thing to invest in than the person that you have to live with every day. Exactly. So I think that's really cool. Have you thought about what those next few investments in your team might look like? Yeah. So this year is going to be probably about trips to Nashville. Yeah. So, you know, flights and hotels aren't exactly the cheapest. And and then probably recording my next EP. And because we're not doing it ourselves this time, we're hiring like a, you know, a really great producer that is going to cost quite a bit. Um but hopefully because the quality of these things and we're going to take the time making sure that these songs are just next level, hopefully it'll pay off. I mean, all you can do is hope that your investment is going to bring you somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I I know you're supposed to, you know, think about uh, ROI, return on investment. But yes. if, at this point, it's about brand awareness. And I have to just keep thinking that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going out there and getting in gigs for $10,000 for one night. Like, it's just not feasible. Like, I'm not going to be booking that right now. Mm-hmm. And it makes me more comfortable because I listen to podcast interviews with other artists they're signed to major labels they don't make money for like three years so Mm -hmm. I'm not even signed yet so I have to you know I'm going to be making these investments for a few years still Mm -hmm. it's funny because I was telling you before we started recording that I do a lot of digital marketing and social media consulting for brands and always the first step is awareness for them too and I think that's kind of the phase you're in before you can drive traffic to a website before you can actually convert people into Mm -hmm. making a sale you need to focus like 50 to 80 percent of your efforts on just building awareness people want money right back right away yeah exactly and that's just not the way it works and you have to really be patient Mm -hmm. to build um, that audience to provide enough value, right? Cause they say with creative entrepreneurs, which I would kind of define you yeah. as, um, you are paid based on the value you give. Oh yeah. People I don't know if I said that right, out of it. but yeah, like the more value you create, the more you will eventually pull back in yeah. finances. So, um, yeah, I think that that's really cool. Is there somebody, I know we talked about the fact that there's no roadmap or, exact journey for what you're doing is there someone or a brand that you look up to for inspiration or guidance I find that the hardest thing I am quite a type a where if you just tell me to do something I'll do it and I'll do it great but this industry there is no roadmap and that's played like a big had a big toll on my mental health of like you just always feel lost and you never know what to do next. No one's telling you, Oh, record this song and it'll become the next big thing. Like you have to write thousands of songs to maybe get that one good song. Mm -hmm. So there's, it's more just, I know there's hope because there's so many people that have done it before me. That's kind of what I look at as inspiration is a lot of, I mean, some people are overnight successes and and are actually just overnight successes, but Mm -hmm. most people aren't. And most people, it is a 10,000 hour industry of you need to put the work in so to me it's just I was a late bloomer so I had to you know think about that and I'm at my 10,000 hours basically now and so and I actually feel great now about where I'm at and it and there's no such thing as luck it it is preparation meets opportunity Mm. yeah I love that good quote (laughs) um do you subscribe to the 10,000 hours to become an expert philosophy is that Mm -hmm. Malcolm Gladwell or is it someone else oh is it like an actual like it actually is yeah someone wrote about it in a book um anyways but yes I think that's I didn't want to believe it when I was 19 and wrote one song I was like why isn't you know Taylor Swift calling me to be on tour with her (laughs) yeah 
Um, It sounds like, though, because you obviously haven't quit on yourself Mm -hmm. yet, uh, that you're pretty self-motivated. Have you always been able to just get up and and do things to accomplish your goals? Or is that a challenge for you? It's not a challenge anymore because I feel like I finally, like, have gone through the fog of yeah. the many years of mm-hmm. not being motivated and my husband thank god has always been there to say like what are you doing you know i know mm-hmm. you want this but you're not showing me that you want this oh and wow thank love <laughs> oh every like two months we'd have this big conversation where he he always knows best and he's always looking for my best interest and he he was like what have what have you done like you can't just sit on your butt forever and and it was and it was because I was lost like I didn't know what my message was and it like I I would never wish those years upon anybody but you have to go through those Mm -hmm. and to explain to people oh yeah I have lived here for five years and I've done like nothing but and and people are like you know what's your what's your genre what do you talk about what's your music and you're like I don't know I'm working on it and it's Mm -hmm. so hard to explain those things to people but it's just a part of the process Mm -hmm. but it's the most annoying part It is. Yeah. Um, And congrats on sticking with it, even (laughs) through those challenging times. When you look back on the last five to 10 years, what would you say are some of the biggest and most proud milestones that you've hit? Just this last year. Yeah. The whole rest of it is I could I could leave it. (laughs) You know, but I wouldn't ever because I the amount of gratitude I have now for everything that's coming I wouldn't have because mm-hmm. of how hard I've worked the last 10 years. The the things like the media things, like I don't just, you know, showboat them and say, hey, look at me. I'm a, I get these things. I'm like crying because I get an e-talk segment. I'm like, who gets an e-talk segment at their first year on their first album? To me, mm-hmm. that's so amazing. So I am much, much, much more grateful because of that. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, do you call yourself an entrepreneur? Is that a... I would hope so. God, I feel like I do everything. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like the finances, I do my own photography, videography, mm-hmm. website design, marketing. There's no way you can't be an entrepreneur if yeah. you're in this business. Yeah, and I think anyone who adds value somewhere is a business owner, is yeah. an entrepreneur. So I like that you say that. And that's a big part of it is adding value. I've, I've had to change my mindset of I'm doing this for me as uh, to doing it for other people and yeah. serving and adding value. The second I, everyone always said, oh, I, you know, I'm doing it for the fans. I'm doing it for the fans. I'm like, no, you're not. You're, you just want to be famous. And mm-hmm. I really believe that until I convinced myself otherwise of that it is about the listener and mm-hmm. it is about serving people. And that is all my music is about now. And mm-hmm. I realized that when you give, you get so much in return because of the messages you get from people or like even if you have a product and it's like changing people's lives or just changing someone's day or mm-hmm. making someone's skin better or something like that to you should add more value mm-hmm. to hear the feedback. Absolutely. When you sit down or you know, you're know you at home and you're ready to create mm-hmm. or add value, where do you even begin? Like, do you think of one person that you want to impact? Do you think of what's going on in your life? What is your creative process? It's all different. It can be like what I'm going through that day, a conversation I I had, or it can be, I just watched the real housewives and I realized these girls are crazy Yeah, and I, and they need some self love, Yes, you know, or the bachelor, like the girls not thinking they're worthy enough for things. I'm like, I can pull really from anything. And And it is just subjects that you know how like comedians say things and you're like, I never thought of it that way. Oh, but yeah. I think of that all the time. I kind of think of those things of like, we, yeah, we think of these things, but we don't have conversations about them, let alone have songs about them. Yeah. So that. Do you keep all of your thoughts in a notebook yeah. or do you write them in On your phone? phone? Because I think a lot of people are missing that process. They walk around all day and they get these ideas and they're like, oh, this needs to change. I could do this better. But then they don't actually have a system for filing that idea away and and taking Mm -hmm. action on it. Actually, I was listening to the Birds Papaya podcast on the way here, Sarah Nicole, and she 
like she's an Instagrammer, but she writes these long paragraphs that are very like poetic and have a lot to offer people. And she said, like, I'll have a conversation with somebody and I'll have to say, sorry, excuse me, I'm going to go to the bathroom and I need to write down this paragraph. Like it's not going to be postable at that time, but just yeah. writing down exactly yeah. what you're feeling. And I'll always think, oh, I'll remember that. Uh, and I never do. You never do. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, have you read the book Big Magic by yeah. Danielle Laporte? Oh. Or no, Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elizabeth yeah, yeah. She talks about the fact that ideas are fleeting and we all are blessed to get ideas. But when you have one that feels really good, mm-hmm. take action on it right away before it's passed on to someone else, yeah. right? Because if you don't do it, then someone down the road is going to get that idea tomorrow and then yep. they're going to take action and you'll be like, why didn't I do that? Oh my gosh. My husband is the most um, like inventive entrepreneurial mind, but you know, we are focusing on like my career and he has a big part of that. Mm-hmm. And so he gets upset sometimes because all of I, all of his ideas then come to fruition like two years later. Yeah. And I do want that for him. I really, but it comes with like, that's a whole other investment that we can't afford at this time. Yeah. And it makes me feel selfish, but he will get to do, like have those opportunities. But it's true. It's it literally pops out of his brain, and goes somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. One day he'll be on Shark's Tank or Dragon's Den. Hundred <laughs> percent. Do you follow a strict content creation schedule, or do you just go with the flow and post when you want to post mm-hmm. and create when you want to create? What's your process? Yeah, I do it. I used to be on a schedule, and and then it wasn't authentic to me, only because that's what I'm about and I my husband and I were like okay we want to really get this big batch of songs for this year this was like a few years ago Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm gonna write every single day but then it was all crap because it wasn't inspiring so now I don't put pressure on myself of when to post what to post when to write songs Mm -hmm. it just comes to me and because I'm at a point now where I'm just like so riled up ready to go I feel like the juices are the creative juices are just flowing all the time Mm -hmm. and you know you are gonna have those seasons of down where you don't really have anything to post like over Christmas I went like two weeks without posting and I felt crap I did feel like crap but I had nothing to say and that's okay (laughs) yeah you know whereas if you were forcing it and saying well I have to post every Monday Wednesday Friday it just it's content that I mean there is a difference too if you have like a concrete business where you're wanting to show your products like I get that you want to you do want to be in people's faces all the time yeah and I do try and post like my day-to-day stuff so that people Mm -hmm. are still engaged with what I'm doing um but yeah, I just try and make it a bit more authentic, but I do try and post as much as possible mm-hmm. to keep relevant. Um, and last question, just because you mm-hmm. are a content creator and I think a lot of the listeners are would identify as the same. Uh, do you have an hour of the day that you feel like you're most productive or inspired or do you have a routine that gets you into feeling creative? I... I'm not a morning person. I don't know how people get stuff done in the morning. I am an afternoon person. Um, I need to get up, relax, scroll Instagram, have my breakfast, chill out, clean the house. And if everything's tidy and I've showered, I can do great things after 12. Hmm. But don't get me up and going in yeah. the morning don't like, rush you <laughs> no I just need that time to relax yeah. and I always thought that was a bad thing like I was lazy or wasting my time but Lori Harder I remember them saying they don't do anything until 11 a.m yeah and that made me feel more comfortable that I'm not crazy that I, I really can only do things between like 12 and 4 mm-hmm. you know and I mean I think the whole work system these days of the nine to five job is slightly crazy because I don't know anyone who can work productively for eight or nine hours in a row and do high output work for that long. And so I think 10 to four, that is still a mm-hmm. lot of creative juice <clears throat> yeah. and it takes a lot of mental energy. So I think one of the, the best parts about being an entrepreneur is that you get to set mm-hmm. the schedule for your business and the if best starting and at best. 11, yeah. <laughs> it can also be bad because you can go days of not doing anything mm. or years. Yeah. You know, years. Yeah. Let's hope <laughs> it's not years. You're in a big year. You got to focus. Oh, no, I mean, not now, but uh-huh. before when you kind of didn't know your direction, it is hard to post every day if you're not knowing exactly what you're wanting to say mm-hmm. you know does writing happen every day does singing no. happen every day no no neither yeah it just happens i'm i hate practicing 
I really mm-hmm. hate practicing. So once I, I've written the song and I've recorded it, to go back and practice it, like, yeah. ugh, it sucks. But then, you know, I'll have a performance coming up and I feel anxious because I'm not prepared. So, I mean, yeah. it's just like everyone there. Everyone's always so kind of last minute. And it's the same for me with music. Mm-hmm. And because I write so much, you kind of forget about the song the second you write it. Yeah, It's like out of your mind onto the next. Because you can become really biased too with like what you're writing. You always think that your best song is the best song. Mm-hmm. And then you write the next one. Oh, that's the best song. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, I was just thinking about you and kind of the opportunity for you to go to different events and perform mm-hmm. your songs. I feel like I'm just drawing a parallel here to any business owner needing to get out from behind their screen or in mm-hmm. your case from behind your instruments and out of your house and whether that's teaching a workshop, performing at an event, or doing public speaking, like that is a vital part of building any business mm-hmm. and in building a brand is taking yourself away from your laptop or from your phone and going out in public and making real connections. Yeah. Do you enjoy the process of getting out in public and sharing your work with strangers? I do after the fact. Yeah. The lead up. I, I've always had really, really bad performance anxiety to the point where I'm in the bathroom throwing up when I should be on stage. Mm-hmm. And with personal development, I've, I've gotten over that, but it still affects me. Like I still get very nervous. I have like little mantras or, or words of affirmation on my phone that I have to, mm-hmm. you know, I am there to serve and make sure people have a good time, but also I'm going to make mistakes and people are okay with that. Like you Absolutely. don't have to put as much pressure. So the lead up is a bit anxious for me. Um, and doing it, I am still working on not being a perfectionist because when you're on stage, you do want to obviously remember all your lyrics and do everything Mm -hmm. right, but it's, I need to enjoy it more. So you have to, you know, take that extra beat in between songs and take Mm -hmm. a breath and look at everybody and talk to people more in a conversational matter instead of it being like, I'm here and you're staring at me, you Mm -hmm. know? And then afterwards is is the best because you're relieved. You feel like you've conquered something. And that feeling, I think the high after conquering anything, like even a small public speaking, very small, Mm -hmm. is the best feeling. It's like a high. It's an endorphin of I've accomplished something. It totally is. And I still feel that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think that ever really goes away, right? Um, Even if you've done it a lot, it's still something new, a new venue, a new Mm -hmm. group of people. So there's always that newness to keep you feeling that little bit of excitement. Mm -hmm. But then it's exhaustion after because you've you've expelled so much energy mentally. Oh, yeah. Of being nervous, (laughs) being Mm -hmm. on stage, putting all the energy out giving to people, talking to people, thanking people, and then you're just dead. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, do you have ways that you unwind after a really busy work day or work week when you feel like you've just, you know, burnt out of shows? I can't, I can't go home and read book, read a book and, and that be enjoyable for me to relax. I need to be with my husband on the couch and watch like the crappiest of shows. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like Bachelor, you know. Yeah. All the mindless. Mindless, mindless. Mm -hmm. What does a week in your life look like right now? If you had to describe one, I know every day is so different. Yeah, every day is so different. Like uh, I worked at a job that I do for extra money yesterday and then I came home and I wrote a song and then that night we recorded that song. Oh, wow. Do you have a recording studio in your home? Yeah, we're kind of in, in the middle of like moving right now but you can kind of record anywhere yeah like you just need a laptop really and then like yep. a piano and stuff so I've just been doing like demos basically and sending mm. them to Nashville and, and getting kind of feedback and so we would never normally write and record a song in one day it would normally take several days but we stayed up until like 1am and because we, we were so inspired by the song that I wrote oh, cool. yeah and so that's that's today and the or yesterday today I drive in I gotta I'm going to California tomorrow so I gotta get outfits for California for a performance and you know I'm doing this podcast with you and then I I one of my signature looks is I always wear a hat um, like a wide brim hat so mm-hmm. I'm going to the designer after this and getting a new hat made <laughs> so it's just always very very random but it's the best mm-hmm. why is it important to have a signature look I know I'm not a signature look right now, but to no, I me, love it. I'm actually fascinated with this because I think there is a lot of merit to yeah. memorability. Yeah. Well, 
the hat for me is metaphorical but also physical because you know the term of like wearing many hats yeah I was a server and a videographer and all these things and I felt like I needed not to be somebody different but to step into a different light when I was a performer and when I was a singer so that hat to me is like Ali Walker music Mm -hmm. and when I'm not wearing the hat I can just be a little bit more relaxed because there is like a putting it on to performing obviously and as much as I'm vulnerable and myself in it I I am also like exuding more energy than I normally would Mm -hmm. so I needed that hat to really like represent that and it it seems silly it's just a hat people know me now as the girl with the hat Mm -hmm. and so when I'm at an industry event and you know there's maybe some record label or agency people and they're like I've seen you before that's the that's what I want you know, mm-hmm. or like, I, yeah, I've seen your, you know, ad pop up on Facebook or I follow you or whatever. Yeah. You're the girl with the hat. I'm like, yeah, that's what I've wanted with this brand. Mm-hmm. And there were so many times where I was told you're not going to make it just for the fact that you're a white blonde girl singing country music. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, that sucks that just because of the way I look, I'm not going to get something. Yeah. So I know it's just a hat, but it has actually mm-hmm. like changed my brand. Yeah. Into something different than a typical blonde girl. Have you read the book Alter Ego Effect by Todd Herman? Maybe that's the guy that talks about yeah. the item. Yes. Because that's, I had already had the hat and then I listened to a podcast with yeah. him and I was he, I was like, he's explaining what I'm, what I'm going through in my mind right now with this hat. Yeah. You <laughs> perfectly described it of like getting that surge of energy mm-hmm. when you put on the hat and, and knowing yeah. your Ali Walker music now. Yeah. Um, Todd Herman is actually like someone who I'm very inspired Mm -hmm. by. And so I think you should read that book. Yeah. Um, He also, I saw him spoke or speak at a conference and he played this clip from the Oprah show. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you ever watched Oprah, but she always had like episode possible. Yeah. Like these, like you would just cry watching these shows. And there was a lady who came on who said, I was at this garage sale outside of the own network and they were selling a pair of your shoes. And so she bought them and she was going through a really traumatic time in her life, like lost her kids, um, all that, like lost her Mm -hmm. job. And when she would feel like she was ready to give up, she would just slip on Oprah's shoes Mm -hmm. and she would become a new person. And she said, that got me through. And so that's what Todd describes as the alter ego effect. It's like having an item, like maybe glasses or slipping into a pair of shoes that make you feel different. And it's like a shift. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a point like a year ago where I had seven jobs at once and I just, I needed something to make me feel like I had, I did Airbnb. So like I was a maid and I cleaned toilets every day. Yeah. Like I need to not be that alley. I yes. need to be a, a little better version. Of yeah. <laughs> not better, but. Uh, that's so cool. Yeah. And I think for anyone listening, like think about what that trigger item is for mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. when you need to step out on stage, when you need to show up on Instagram stories and deliver yeah. some content. So I think that's a, a good takeaway for everyone. Well, uh, is there any events or workshops or new releases that we need to know about that you have coming up in the next three months, six months, year? Give us some line of sight on what's coming up. Oh, gosh, I don't even know myself. That's the, that's the crazy <laughs> thing is I've worked so hard on this album and building up the brand that when people are like, where are you performing? I'm like, I'm still building everything up. Like I'm performing in California tomorrow, but I know that that's most crazy. of the listeners aren't going to be there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm doing things like that where I'm still performing on other people's terms like I'm going yes. I'm going there with Yamaha and they're bringing me there to basically showcase this guitar that I've been kind of like the ambassador for oh cool um so doing things like that where I'm just reaching like a bigger audience and kind of collaborating with people uh, and then I'm going to Nashville and then that's kind of the beginning again of mm-hmm. working with new people trying to build a team trying to just like bring it to a different level that I can't being an independent person and getting new songs and it's just like an unknown journey still for me but it it feels more hopeful than Mm -hmm. it used to when I was doing it on my own and then in the summer hopefully it's it's more shows but Mm. I do want to get out there obviously and meet people but for me it's still focusing on making sure the music's right yeah and everything is lining up so that I can sustain this career forever Mm -hmm. you know 
Speaking of the music, where is the best place for someone to find all of your music and to, to listen to what's coming up and what you have out? You can kind of find it anywhere. Like I mostly spend my time on Instagram, but I kind of post the same stuff on Facebook because people are on Facebook or Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but Spotify, Apple, it's for yep. free on YouTube or SoundCloud or mm-hmm. you can find it whether you have a streaming service or not. Okay. Allie Walker, A-L-L-I. Yeah. And what's your Instagram handle? Allie Walker Music. Allie Walker Music. Well, I'm going to leave you with one final question for somebody who's listening and who's kind of yearning to start a business or really build a personal brand, but they just have no idea where to start. Mm. They're kind of feeling paralyzed, like, I don't even know what to do. Do you have any advice that you would offer them to give them that little boost they need to do something? I would say get still with your mind, because I think it's so hard to actually sit down and meditate. And it is a chore still for me. But those times bring so much clarity. And if I didn't go to that float spa, I wouldn't be where I am right now because I was so bored just laying there. I started thinking of what I could do with my life and with this music career. So getting still with your mind can bring a lot of clarity. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think a lot of us avoid and we don't prioritize. So it's a very good reminder. Well, Ali, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And I can't wait to share this episode and wish you all the best. And hopefully we'll have you back on one day. Well, I know why your listeners listen, because you ask really good questions. Oh, well, thank you. I try my best. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis. So if you could help me out by rating and reviewing this show on your iTunes app, I would be so grateful. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories. Just make sure to tag me at Kelsey Rydell. If you're feeling stuck, uninspired, stagnant, bored, or confused in what your next step should be, it's time to take action. Please reach out because I would love to connect with you. I'll catch you in the next episode.